college can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at a $1,000 savings plan deposit for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today, it's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com rebates. You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Welcome in, everybody. It's the Mile High Huddle podcast i'm your host chad jensen with me is my fellow football priest who you know who you love zach kelberman zach the broncos have uh, signed a couple of guys in the wake of the little rash of injuries that happened earlier this week to tim patrick and to Marie crockett tell everybody who the broncos have signed over the last say 36 hours and and what it means i made a podcasting faux pas let me get rid of these tiktoks in my mouth real quick but yeah, the Broncos did sign a pair of players. That's what Chad. <laughs> One second. I'll get it. I'll get it. I'll get it. I did I didn't realize that uh you'd pop those. Here's what happened, right. dude. I'm good now. Sorry. I'm good now. Good. All right, go. I swallowed them whole. Okay, so the Broncos signed Max Borgie at running back. He was a standout at Washington State. He went undrafted. Um, but he's a dual threat kind of guy. Smaller kind of running back, but can pass or uh, pass catch, can run. And he's uh, likened to Christian McCaffrey, very loosely coming out of college, but he was a standout there at Washington State. Um, I, I think considering the the heart that he has, if you listen to his interviews, if you watch him play, he even kind of looks like him the way he gallops, the way he runs. To me, I see Philip Lindsay. I'm not saying he's going to be the Colorado kid, but I am saying that for a fourth running back behind Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams and Mike Boone, uh, you could do a lot worse. And as you can see there, he's already getting on board with the Russell Wilson catchphrase, let's ride. He was out there at practice today, and he's just a camp body, I believe, Chad, even though he could make the practice squad. But as we talked about on our radio show earlier today, where does he fit in? As Mm. talented as he is, the local ties are great, but are they really going to carry four running backs? Demarier Crockett more than likely wasn't going to make the roster, so he's just a substitute there. Hopefully, he can have an impressive preseason. The Broncos can try to stash him on their practice squad, uh, but that's the skinny on the running back. Hopefully, he's down to play some special teams because that was yes. that was the role that Crockett was fixing to serve for this team. In the in, you know, unless someone above him, knock on wood, were to get hurt. But uh, we'll talk more about the Colorado product here in just a minute. The other guy, uh, the Broncos signed wide receiver Darius Shepard. And Zach, what an entrance this cat made. <laughs> Shows up to, to Broncos camp and makes what uh, some people have told me, dude, it was like the most explosive play of uh, training camp thus far. And big 60-yard touchdown catch from uh, who uh, uh, from Josh Johnson. And it's like, yo, dude, this guy's already – but, it, you know, it's one of those uh, – uh beginner's luck type thing don't get me wrong i like him i i hope he can somehow find a way to fit in in denver but this isn't a guy make no mistake zach this is not the answer to replacing tim patrick this was hey let's get a guy that i know that i'm familiar with from green bay in the room to kind of help bolster the depth now that guys are shuffling up the depth chart you're not going to replace Tim Patrick off the street on August 4th, considering how sure-handed and reliable and how his catch radius, his catch points. Tim Patrick was a highly paid starting receiver for a reason, but this is beyond Tim Patrick because the Broncos, I'm writing a story, be up on the website right after the podcast. They're dealing with two other injuries in the receiving core. We know Patrick's out for the year, but Kendall Kendall Hinton has a knee issue. He sidelined at practice temporarily. And Tyree Cleveland, this is a weird one. He got hit in the throat recently during practice. He has cartilage damage now. And according to Mike Kliss, he's out four to six weeks, which more than likely spells the end of his roster hopes, considering that's the end of training camp. So they are thin 
at wide yeah. receiver. And when you come off the street in Darius Shepard's case and you're getting reps with the first team already, it shows you how thin they are. So hopefully uh, they have some warm bodies that can provide insurance and let those other guys get healthy. Tyler, what's going on, bro? With an early super chat jumping in. Great Thank to you. see you. It's been awesome having you in the chats again, uh, chit-chatting back and forth on Twitter. He says, have a great show, fellas. Two for PS2. That's cool. That's cool. Appreciate that, Tyler. Uh, 100 beat X, 100 beat X, newer name. Welcome. Oh, thank you for that super chat. Appreciate it. We'll grab this super chat and then we have one matter of business we need to grab. Should Denver trade Garrett Bolzak for a third round pick? No. Next question. No, I mean, seriously though, he's the starting left tackle and, and hundred beat X. He's your only locked in starter on that O line. And under Butch Barry, I think the Broncos can get more out of Bowles than they did under Mike Munchak. So, no, I'm not trading him for the sake of a draft pick. I am not risking Russell Wilson's blind side to who? Calvin Anderson or some guy off the street? No, I, I don't know if this was like a, a troll question or not, but no, definitely not. There are some candidates for trade, all right, that uh, I know the guys on the morning show this morning uh, spent a lot of time talking about that. We can get into it a little bit tonight, but – First, we must draw your attention to a giveaway that's hanging in the balance, a signed Javante Williams helmet. We welcome, as you know this week, Pristine Auction as a sponsor of the Mile High Huddle podcast. PristineAuction.com is the most trusted sports memorabilia auction site with an A-plus rating on the Better Business Bureau. You know how important that is. Auctions on pristineauction.com start at just $1, and each day there are over a 1,000 autographed items available, so you win signed, authentic signatures at affordable prices. And just last week, even though it's not a Bronco, goes to illustrate, though, what's available, an autographed Justin Herbert jersey sold for $110. All right, so deals like this are happening all the time on pristineauction.com, and they have just about every player you could want, including all your favorite Broncos. Yeah, guys, every item on pristineauction.com comes with a certificate of authenticity from the industry's most reputable authenticators. Upgrade your collection of signed memorabilia today and get $10 off your first item one when you use the code HUDDLE when you sign up. Again, pristineauction.com, use the code HUDDLE and get $10 off your first item one. In addition, okay, it's not all, uh, to your uh, $10 off your first item, we are giving away a signed Javante Williams helmet to one lucky listener who signs up, all right, through our code. Now, you can use the code HUDDLE, but the easiest thing to do is you follow the link. It's in the description of this video. When Scott will also put the link in the chat. And you, there's a drop-down arrow that asks where you were referred to for this giveaway. Just make sure you put Mile High Huddle. Bada-bing, bada-bang. It's your chance to win. All right. Links in the description, pristineauction.com uh, slash register. It's that easy. Enter to win a really sweet piece of Broncos swag. All right. Zach, back in it with the Duchess. And you know what? Before we read Michaela's super chat and we give her our props and we love her and we thank her for everything she does for us. I think it, uh, I don't know if you missed it from the previous episode. Michaela, but here's the current updated rankings for August for the uh, Super Chat Contest for the MHH Meet and Greet Week 3 in Denver. DWI, guys, currently stands at number one. The Duchess, right behind him. Zeus McPeak at number three. Jason Bolin and Benji Clay rounding out the top five, but there's multiples tied at four, including Dave from Georgia, Riley Malloy, and then look, Tyler, he's going to be climbing these rankings, but really cool to see some of these newer names vying for it in the top uh, five right now, and we're just four days into the month of August. So appreciate that. But Michaela says, I'm heartbroken, Zach, about Timmy Patrick. Horrible luck. Yeah, we didn't get to talk about it on the podcast, uh, only our radio show. And I, I feel so freaking terrible for Tim Patrick. You know, no good deed goes unpunished. He took a below market value contract and then restructured this offseason to help the team more. And what does he get for it? A torn ACL out for the year. I call into question once more, Michaela, the Broncos strength and conditioning program. I don't think saying Lauren Landau's name is like uh, the boogeyman, you know, Bloody Mary three times on the window. We should be able to talk about the strength and conditioning regimen and the lower body injuries that persist with the Broncos year in and year out. They lost two players the same day to the same injury, just like last year with Josie Jewell and AJ Johnson. It's Mary A. Crockett went down the same day Timmy P did, but I digress on that. 
Um, hopefully he comes back strong next year. He's still under contract, obviously. The Broncos have to move forward. And fortunately, if there's one position where they could withstand a loss like Tim Patrick, it was the receiving quarter. Yeah, it is a bummer. And especially after, you know, he strives to overcome so many different obstacles to make it in the league yeah. and then get that 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 coveted second contract. And he's like, all right, I'm at the top of the mountain and I'm going to go justify why I got this deal. And then he gets hurt. But the cool thing to keep in mind all right, about this is as much as it sucks for the individual and it's not great for the team. I'm not trying to make light of an injury to a starter, but you're going to be OK because Russell Wilson. Because Russell Wilson, not only, Zach, is it still an embarrassment of riches as far as the position, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamlin, and then everybody else behind him. I mean, Russell Wilson is that tide that raises all ships. So he's the type of guy. I mean, think about this. When Peyton Manning came to Denver in 2012, hey, you'd seen some exciting things from a two years removed first round pick Demarius Thomas. I think his career high that far into uh, his his career, though, was like 500 and change yards for a whole season. Similar for Eric Decker. And then in the matter of one season, boom, they go from relative no-namers in the NFL to darlings, fantasy football darlings, pro bowlers that are stacking up 1,000-plus yards. They're stacking up 100 receptions, 10-plus touchdowns. That's what a franchise guy can do. He can take guys that are good, whose potential has yet to really be scratched, and rocket them into the stratosphere so as much as it sucks we hate to see it zach man this team still has a many many great weapons on offense at the receiving positions plus that tight end uh, core and b russell wilson to cover all those different holes yeah you mentioned the quarterback thank god the broncos also have Cortland sutton you know we all call timmy p Cortland sutton light well they have the real deal and Cortland sutton has had a tremendous training camp so far far and away the number one wide receiver and today he came up with a big 30 plus yard reception on a fourth and two um pass in team drills where he mossed uh ronald darby in coverage so at least they have Cortland, and they have some other uh, deep receiving weapons like KJ Hamler and uh, Montreal Washington. Real quick, before we take Mike Reno, while we're on the topic, Chad, we don't get to talk about it too much because it is, for whatever reason, taboo. Dale, I love you, man. I have a lot of respect, a lot of ad admiration for you, but a scapegoat for what? A scapegoat for who? That falls under his umbrella. When you're the head training guy when you're the head strength and conditioning coach and year after year after year on your watch the broncos are suffering season-ending injuries lower body injuries soft tissue issues that falls in his department kind of like how when an offense struggles we all look to the offensive coordinator like pat Shermer last year it's the same thing that's his department he's not a scapegoat i think he is the culprit now they changed out the players they changed out the coaches they changed out the practice style and the injuries remain the common denominator is lauren lando college can be expensive but saving now can help your students save later give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at a thousand dollar savings plan deposit for sixth through twelfth graders sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register not long ago everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl not anymore the Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Dale, you know we love you. We don't always agree, but that's what makes uh, that that's what makes family family. You know this. Uh, shout outs in the chat, Mike Reno. What's going on? <clears throat> Pardon me, big dog. Great to see you. Appreciate you throwing down like that. He says, "Good to catch the pod live." Go Broncos! Let's ride. Albert Knopper's in the house. He says, "It looks like the offense has turned it up several notches. Yes. Definitely today, Zach. Definitely today." 
Uh, Marcus Lewis Henna jumping in early with some stars from across the pond. Love that, dude. Colby C, a.k.a. Triple C, Colby C. Collier in the house, too. Great to see you. Uh, but, yeah, Zach, on that, I mean, it, look, I can understand the argument someone might make, like Dale, uh, all due respect, that, hey, it's a violent game. You're just scapegoating a, a coach. He's just doing his job. This It wouldn't have mattered who was the strength coach. If an injury like this is going to happen, it's going to happen. And, um, if there wasn't, Zach, a voluminous body of evidence now that stretches back, I mean, I don't have any kind of a study here for what it's worth in terms of Broncos lower body injury rate relative to the other 31 teams in the NFL. But all I can do is kind of go off my perception, okay, of what it was like uh, with his predecessor, uh, Luke, Luke Richardson. That's who it was. And, uh, hey, injuries still happen because it is football, but not at this rate. It just doesn't – it just is what it is. It's uncomfortable. But what's bizarre about this whole thing too, Zach, is that – Landau is revered amongst Broncos players. They love this dude because, of course, he came into the orbit because he's got a private facility and they would go work there in the offseason outside of the – and all the players would get these relationships with Landau. So when Richardson left, he was under consideration, and then, boom, it was easy. The players were vouching for him. They still love them, some Lauren Landau. And I don't want to derail too much of our conversation on Landau, but for what it's worth. Good. They can revere him from the sideline when they suffer a torn ACL. I mean, Kenneth Patterson makes a great point here. You lose Tim Patrick and Demaria Crockett, same injury, by the way, on the first day of a padded practice, and they were both non-contact injuries. So I, something is wrong there. I don't think we can blame Vic Fangio anymore, just like we're not blaming Nathaniel Hackett for these injuries. Maybe we need a study chat. We need a uh, congressional insight into this matter. Travis Weber in the house. What's going on, brother? He says, I know it's unlikely, but how do you all feel if Denver brought in someone like Emmanuel Sanders? Zach, the uh, there's a there's a push for the Broncos to go sign a name. Like, just go get us a name, and then we'll be happy since Tim Patrick got hurt. You know, from OBJ is the one I've heard the very most. I, I wrote an article last night kind of dunking on that as a notion because this is a cat that tore his ACL four months ago, five, whatever it was. Well, maybe longer now because we're in August, but still. That's your option for a guy who tore his ACL as a guy who's not even maybe barely six months removed from his ACL injury. Like, no. So I'm not feeling it on Emmanuel, but I know you aren't either, Zach. Why? He's 35. He's washed. He's a free agent for a reason. He went out on the Broncos in bad terms, fighting Cortland Sutton in training camp practice. What is he going to offer? If anything, the Broncos need a possession guy, even though they have some guy named Cortland Sutton. Manuel Sanders isn't that. You talk about Sanders' route running, his footwork. Well, they have Jerry Judy. Manuel Sanders' speed, they have K.J. Hamler and Montreal Washington. I don't see the need in adding someone like that when you already have more tight ends than you know what to do with. And you have younger receivers on the roster that are making plays in camp with the current team, in the current playbook, with the current quarterback. Give me more Montreal Washington and K.J. Hamler and Jerry Judy than give me Emmanuel Sanders. We'll circle back to this. Phil McLaughlin, what's going on, brother? Appreciate you. Shout out to... Uh... Zach and Scott and Chad, hashtag let's ride. We're riding, baby. We're doing it. It's fun. Miguel, what's going on, brother? On Facebook, he says, did y'all see MJD say that Derek Carr is a better quarterback than Russell Wilson? Thoughts? <laughs> I didn't see that for what it's worth. I'm glad I didn't, but now there's no unseeing this. Zach. Okay, so a quarterback who does not have one playoff victory, one singular playoff victory, is a better quarterback than a nine-time Pro Bowler, two-time two Super Bowl appearance getter, and one Super Bowl winner in Russell Wilson. I, I have nothing more left to say other than, A, let him hate, and B, it doesn't matter, and C, my God, week one of the regular season cannot get here fast enough. I do not care what MJD feels about the Broncos quarterback situation. All right, so this is from Football Outsiders, one of the top two football analytics sites that is most utilized both by NFL teams and media, all right, fans as well. But they have a stat called AGL, which stands for uh, Average Games Lost, all right? And it says adjusted – here's what it says real quick. For more than two decades now, Football Outsiders has collected data from the NFL's weekly injury reports and transformed it into Adjusted Games Lost. Adjusted games lost doesn't just add uh, 
add up total injuries. It accounts for both absent players and those playing at less than 100%, and it gives more weight to the injuries. Uh, it, pardon, it gives more weight to injuries ex- to expected starters and situational players than to expected backups. As such, the AGL metric estimates the impact of injuries on teams and provides a comparable total that often succinctly explains why teams improved or declined from one year to the next. Where do you suppose the Broncos ranked in average games lost? 28th. Only four teams were worse than them in terms of Hmm. their unluckiness with regard to the injury bug. Now, that was just last year, okay? That was just last year, Zach. Is it unluckiness or is there something more to it? That's what I want to know. I mean, if there's nothing, if it's pure coincidence, which we don't believe in on this podcast, Chad, then fine. But I don't think it is. There's stats and data there. So you can cover your ears and cover your eyes and pretend he's all world renowned. and He can do no wrong, but there's been plenty wrong done. And now it's affecting a starting receiver for the 2022 Broncos. The Duchess wants to know, and thank you for the super chat. We love you. You know this. She wants to know about OBJ. The biggest issue here, if all things were being equal and he was 100% healthy, Zach, I still would be going, why do you need to go spend the money? Same. Same. Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler. You don't, and again, Russell Wilson, you don't need to. And this is, hey, this is one half of your football priest's humble opinion. <laughs> well, I guess it's both football priest's humble opinion. But, and then you add to that, Michaela, the fact that, guess what? He is injured. He tore his ACL in the Super Bowl. Now, the quickest I've ever seen, like a prolific guy come back from an ACL and then go on to dom, you know, dominate the competition was Adrian Peterson, 2012, where he busted a 2,000-yard season um, after tearing his ACL the year prior. And that was, you know, Peyton Manning was going to get his fifth MVP that year were it not for AD just miraculously going on a romp like that. And then, you know, Peyton ended up getting like comeback player of the year and then his fifth MVP the next season. But I digress. So OBJ, you got to ask yourself, okay, well, what are the odds that he's going to come back and make any sort of impact this year? If he does, Zach, it's not going to be with the Broncos. And if it does, it would be like, hey, guess what? OBJ's healthy. Let's sign him on the last week of the regular season for a team that's about to make a playoff run or something like that. Like, that's how long it's going to take for him to get to get straight. Yeah, the money thing to me is is one thing. Even if he was healthy, he would command for one year, what, like $10, $12 billion? Mm-hmm. No, you just paid Cortland Sutton, let him uh, earn that money. And um, what does it say that he just won a title with the Rams and that's his best team to resign with? And they had an interest and yet he's still unsigned because he's injured. He's on the open market for a reason. And the third thing with him, even though he was good for L.A. last year, there's always the chance that he's going to revert back to New York OBJ and start uh, fighting, kicking nets on the sideline. I don't want to worry about that with this year's Broncos team. The less cancerous material in the locker room, the better. By the way, shout out to the producer, Scott, for uh, digging up that data that actually is uh, in existence by the football outsiders on average games lost due to injury, which perfectly illustrates the gut feeling so many of us have on College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at a $1,000 savings plan deposit for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Current strength and conditioning coach, Lauren Landau. So for what it's worth, shout out to the producer. Eric, 
Uh, Eric Maylet jumping in, a newer Welcome. name. Appreciate you, buddy. Connect with us on Twitter because after each and every show, we like to tag and shout out and flex all of our Super Chat superstars, okay? It says, North Carolina Broncos fan here. So with Patrick going down, we definitely need Jerry Judy to step up and we need KJ Hamler to stay healthy. Zach, your thoughts? Well, the good thing is, to me, my opinion is Jerry Judy's been pretty terrific in training camp. He's cleaned up the drop issues. He's forming a really good chemistry with Russell Wilson. He's putting in the extra work on the jugs machine in the classroom. I've been impressed with Jerry Judy. And KJ Hamler, we haven't gotten a chance to talk about it yet, but not only did he come off the pup list way sooner than we all thought, he shed that knee brace way sooner than we all thought. So he is staying healthy. Knockwood didn't really help me with Tim Patrick, but I'll still knock wood anyway for KJ Hamler. Yeah, it, it, the onus falls on them, but you've invested premium draft picks in them and a big-time contract in Cortland Sutton. So that's why I want to see what the Broncos have with them before I go out and pay OBJ or Cole Beasley, Emmanuel Sanders, Alan Hearns, all trash. Give me the current Broncos. When you're left, oh, the poor Broncos, they lose Tim Patrick and all they have left is Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler. Like, what are they going to do? You know, how are they going to get by? Of course, I'm being facetious here, but you get my point. You get my point. Broncos are going to be okay. Uh, let's just, hey, knock on that wood that it was a early strike from the injury bug and that he's going to fly over Denver and go find another team to harass. All right, Sam Bam, what's good, bro? Thank you for that. Very generous super chat, big dog. He says, uh, it's unfortunate about Tim Patrick, but I fully believe he will be replaced due to having a stud quarterback who makes his receivers better. Let's cook Russ or let Russ cook go Broncos. Yeah, dude, that's, that's a, that's really the biggest thing is, you know, I can make jokes about, Hey, look, you know, too bad. Tim Patrick went down. Cause all we got left is, as I said, but no, really the biggest thing is you've got Russell Wilson. You've got the tide that raises all ships. So if you think back to his 10 years, in Seattle, Zach, it really wasn't till the tail end of his time there that the Seahawks put any kind of a, a serious investment, at least from a draft perspective, on wide receivers. DK Metcalf eventually. But like Russ, similar to other franchise quarterbacks, they kind of have a penchant for doing this, like Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. It took like an undrafted, barely clinging to the roster guy in Doug Baldwin turned him into a pro bowler and household name, helped him get a second contract. Uh, Golden Tate, who was a third rounder, all right, mid-round guy, uh, probably owes Russ a little bit of a commission check for that contract he got from the Detroit Lions after Super Bowl 48. Uh, Tyler Lockett, uh, Jermaine Curse. all right? So those guys, if they were operating, here's an example. What did Cortland Sutton do in 2019? He was playing with a bum Joe Flacco, a bum Brandon Allen, and a We'll see what happens, rookie, with some upside Drew Locke. Three different quarterbacks that he caught passes from. Not a Russell Wilson, not a Peyton, not a Tom. 1,200-some-odd yards, Zach. Uh, multiple, you know, whatever it was, six, seven, eight touchdowns. And he gets a Pro Bowl nod, all right? Now, could you foresee that happening if to a uh, Doug Baldwin, Golden Tate, for as good as I always thought Golden Tate was, but Golden Tate even, you know, playing with a non-franchise quarterback or quarterback instability, those guys, they disappear into the peripheral because the truth is it's the franchise cue that floated their boat in the end, after all. Bum is the perfect word for Joe Flacco. And let me continue rattling off names that you stopped at, Chad. Albert Okawebanam, Greg Dulcich, Eric Saubert, Eric Tomlinson, you know, Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, Mike Boone. The Broncos are fine when it comes to pass-catching weapons. You mentioned the quarterback that they finally have. Let me tell you something else they finally have. Competent coaching. What we talked about today on the radio show, Chad, it seems like whoever you plug in at tight end, they're making plays at training camp. All the receivers are making plays with Russell Wilson. They plugged in a guy off the street this morning. He caught a 60-yard touchdown. What does that say to me? The scheme and the coaching is getting these players open. So that's why they can finally withstand to lose a star player. This isn't Drew Lockett quarterback and Pat Shermer at OC. This is a gigantic, incomprehensible upgrade at both spots, and that's why they're in good hands despite the injury bug. Once again, rearing its yep. head. Phil says, I don't think what we need to bring anyone in right now. Wait till all teams cut to 53, then guys will be available. So that's what's cool. That's what having a really still solid top three affords you as a team is time.
to see if the guys lower on the depth chart, like the Montreal Washingtons and Kendall Hinton, he's kind of out of the picture for a minute. Same with Tyree Cleveland, but uh, Brandon Johnson, Travis Fulg. See if those guys can coalesce and rise to the occasion because no doubt the Tim Patrick injury, anytime it happens to a starter, uh, shout out to you, brother. Appreciate you, GLP. He says the offense is cooking now. Let's go, Broncos. Let's ride. Appreciate that, bro. But a vacuum is going to get created anytime a starter goes down. All right, well, it has to get filled, but by whom? So in this case, let's just say, all right, Jerry Judy fills that vacuum as wide receiver two. Cool. Who fills the wide receiver three vacuum that he just vacated? K.J. Hamler. All right, and you do that till you get to the bottom of the depth chart. So as you start, you know, projecting that vacuum down the depth chart, who rises to the occasion? Time will tell, Zach. But if the Broncos get to near September uh, and they're not getting the type of answers that they want, then that's exactly where Phil's point comes into play. Then they can really uh, say, okay, and they will look no matter what. They're going to look to see if there's any upgrades available when those cuts get made. But they have time to let the chips fall because they're still very, very deep at wide receiver. I think there's a little bit of an overreaction and like an over uh, compensating uh, mindset when it comes to the Patrick loss, like the Broncos are fine. And we talk about the receiving glut that they have, but there's one ball to go around at any given time. You, your starting receivers right now are Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, and KJ Hamler, a high paid top 12 receiver, a former first round pick and a former second round pick. You sprinkle in the types of Montreal Washington who's looked incredible in training camp, the tight ends that we mentioned, the running backs that we mentioned, do they need another receiver do they need a veteran do they have to go out and wait for cuts and go out and add another receiver i don't know that's my answer what i think says mike uh we lose with tim patrick in the injury is consistency to catch the ball and then he says judy has yet to prove that himself i would agree on both fronts that when this is a question that uh we tackled zach on the on the radio show earlier this week in the immediate aftermath of the injury what are you losing when you lose Tim Patrick, the receiver, what does that really mean in a tangible sense? Like put aside the leadership qualities and what he means to people and the example he sets as a former undrafted guy make, making good in the league. What are you missing on the field, Zach? And it's that reliable possession uh, receiver skill set from his 6'3 size, meaning like, hey, he can box guys out on a curl or a slant or whatever. And really it's those reliable hands. He's solid as a 50-50 guy. All right, solid. He's no Cortland Sutton. He's not going to moss dudes on the reg, but he's solid. The biggest thing is that consistency, that security blanket that I know if I'm Russell Wilson and I throw it anywhere within the you know reasonable catch radius of Tim Patrick, if it hits his hands, that sucker's getting hauled in. You lose that. But again, vacuum created. Tim Patrick, uh, as a former Utah Ute, this guy was not like Mr. Reliable – champion of all time like he grew into that sure-handed wide receiver that he is now and that he became so there's you hope that jerry judy can as well but what you might lose on that front uh as far as the hands reliability component zach going from patrick to judy is unbelievable route running prowess in judy and a twitch explosiveness that as much as i love timmy p he can't hold a candle to to uh, jerry judy on First of all, I see the spam bots in the comments. I block that user. I don't know why we're getting those things, but uh, we'll have to just move forward. The, one of the things that no one really talks about when it comes to the loss of Tim Patrick is his run blocking. You know, he always was so good setting the edge or holding up contain for a running back so they can get through to the next level. And the Broncos are going to miss that. But as big of a Timmy P fan as I am, and I really, really am from 2017 till today, I've been his biggest or one of his biggest champions. I feel like this injury affects Patrick more than it does the Broncos because all things being equal, Jerry Judy's talent dwarfs Tim Patrick's. If he can just clean up those drop issues and realize that potential that made him the 15th overall pick, you have a better receiver in spades than Tim Patrick. And you already have the possession guy in Cortland Sutton you're bona fide alpha number one. So it sucks. It's a blow, but it's not a fatal blow. They will overcome and we move forward. Absolutely. I agree 100%. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. 
Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine, they push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Um, Michael Ronquillo jumping in with a super, super comment, we'll say. Appreciate that, bro. Always in the chat, always contributing to the conversation, and always, Zach, so encouraging, whether it's our show or any number of the MHH podcasts. After every every stream, dude, he's hitting them up on Twitter to say, great show, you know. It's like you need that. It's like when you're uh, a little kid and, you know, you're out there trying to uh, score a goal in soccer and maybe it's not going so great, or maybe it is, but every time you come to the sideline, mommy's telling you, you're the smartest, you're the brightest, you're the best, and you're like, okay, and you kind of puff up, I am, and then you go out there and you rock. You, We need that, Mike. Thank you, buddy. Uh, speaking of Mike's, he says, does Mr. Reno, what is the percentage of these type of injuries across NFL camps, and is that tracked? So football outsiders, that report we talked about, average games lost, it tracked two years of games lost, but not specifically the type of injuries all right the broncos in this past season were the 28th worst team when it came to those injuries and the year prior they were 26th worst so they've been bottom five or six now two years straight since uh football outsiders been tracking that information listen injuries are part of the game and bad luck is part of the game i mean it's a war of attrition and that's why the teams in the super bowl usually are the healthiest but there's just been a common theme year after year after year, lower body, soft tissue, and the same injury occurring with two different players. It was, again, Jewel and Johnson last year, and now Patrick and Crockett the same day this year. So I'm sure, I don't want to say it's coincidence. I really don't believe in that, Chad, but injuries are a part of it, and we just have to hope that Tim Patrick was the worst at the experience. I don't believe in coincidence as a rule. I believe in coincidence because, you know, there are genuine coincidences that occur. But, Zach, it's as the exception, not the rule. More often than not, when you see two things like that, there is a thread, all right, that connects them somehow, some way, if you dig deep enough. GLP with more stars throwing down the orange and blue hearts. Love you, big dog. Really appreciate you. Um, by the way, how many have of you have signed up for the uh, for the Javante Williams giveaway, the, the signed helmet? Because that's – that's free swag on the table. Doesn't you don't have to pay a dime. You just go register on Pristine Auction for free. The links up in the chat right now or in the description of this video, and you get in on that. We'll be announcing the winner soon. But like, that's just chilling, dude. That's there for you guys. And like, if you look at my one of these days, I'll I'll give you guys like a tour or something. I'll put, upload it on YouTube. But if you look at my quote unquote trophy chest, all right, one of the one of my prized possessions. I told the story earlier this year, Zach, my signed John Elway helmet from when I was in sixth or seventh grade that I finally got. I finally gained possession of that was being held for me by a family member for a long, long time. Not only that, but the great doc bear who is of the, it's all over fat man fame. Shout out to doc. He bequeathed to me as the great friend and mentor that he is a, a football signed by the franchise by Floyd little, those things, they're priceless. They're precious. And when you have people come over, they're also great freaking uh, conversation piece. So get in now because you know, hey, we're talking about two Hall of Famers that I just mentioned in my trophy box, amongst other things. Maybe Javante heading that way. Get that. Get in line to get that helmet. Trust. All right. The link's in the description. And look at Albert here. Between Michelle and I, we have four <laughs> registrations with Pristine he wants Auctions. It. Albert, you are the man. 
It's awesome. Yep. You can always, we can always, always rely on and trust the Knoppers family to rise to the occasion when MHH throws out a call to action. And in this case, this call to action, y'all uh, stand to gain something in exchange that is significant. So that's very, very cool. Zach, I want to talk to you about, and I know the morning show spent a lot of time on this uh, earlier today. A great show. Very good listen. I'm sure the majority of you were in on that chat or listened after the fact. But Dylan, who moderates our chat on uh, YouTube, has an article. Let me let me do the uh, let me let me dispense with the autoplay here. But the headline is why Albert O could be expendable on the trade market. Zach, as a premise, what say you based on what we've seen the first eight days of Broncos camp? I can understand the thought. I just think it's a little premature. Because before training camp, most of us, at least I was, was talking about Albert O as the number one tight end. There was no competition because there was no competition. He was making play after play with Russell Wilson. Every highlight the Broncos posted from OTAs and minicamp included Albert O. You never saw Saubert. You never saw Dulcich, who was a little dinged up as well. Maybe by the trade deadline in October, if Albert O is not the starter and Greg Dulcich is healthy and producing and Sauber, Tomlinson, whoever, maybe then I can see it. But there's a reason why they kept him around and traded away Noah Fan. So I'm going to hold on to Albert O. The potential's there, Chad. Mm-hmm. You know, in a, in a pass-happy league, a pass-first league, you want those hybrid receiver tight ends, a receiver trapped in a tight end's body. He's never going to be an expert blocker. He's going to be a pass catcher first. But if he puts it all together, you have a starting caliber tight end there. Agreed. Um, But I will concur with Dylan in the sense that if time continues to march on, we're halfway through training camp, right? Because next week, end of next week, pardon me, begins the joint sessions with the Cowboys. And then you're into the preseason. And those things, NFL teams kind of, we kind of view it all as one big deal. But to them, it's training camp than the preseason and even though it all kind of funnels toward the same objective of whittling down the 53 and installing system and everything training camp's halfway done so if alberto continues to not be the tight end everyone's talking about in training camp day in and day out it wouldn't surprise me if the broncos explored options to trade him zach here's an interesting topic from ramon on youtube do you people buy the argument that patrick mahomes is better than russell wilson He says, I'm from Seattle, and I've watched every game Russ has played, and at least half of the games Mahomes has played. I think, says he, Russ is better. Zach, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, and you start getting into um, biases and this and that. You can can get off off the rails pretty quick. But what's your answer here for Mahomes? Is he better than Russ? If so, why? If not, why? If you'll allow me, guys, I like to get off the rails voluntarily for one second, Chad. I don't know if you saw it. It was an article that was posted. It's it's appropriate to the conversation. Trust me, it's relevant to the uh, Seahawks Fan Nation website. Noah Fant, get this, okay? Noah Fant compared Drew Locke to Patrick Mahomes. That's all I wanted to say about that, presented without comment, I guess, you know, they came in together in that draft class and they're they're good friends and good teammates. So it is what that is over there. I saw Dylan mention Noah Fan in his lead, so that's why I wanted to bring that up. Um, I personally, putting away my Broncos bias and my Chiefs bias, Mahomes is a better quarterback than Russell Wilson. It's just from a physical perspective, the throws he makes, the natural talent, the what he's done already in his career, I would take Patrick Mahomes over uh, Russell Wilson. But... Russell is right there. You know, if if there's a half tier below Mahomes, I believe Russell's there. And that half tier is enough to get the Broncos to the Super Bowl. So I think that's a fair, objective answer. Seahawks tight end, Noah Fant. Drew Locke making Pat Mahomes type. With the second team, it should be noted. Let's see. Drew has some crazy arm talent, Fant told NFL Network. He makes some throws that are like Patrick Mahomes type throws. He's got the arm angles and stuff like that that he can pull off, close quote. So, <laughs> okay. You know, Noah should know by now, dude. You got to be, he, you know, they go back, right? They're part of the same draft class and all that stuff. Uh, but he should know by now that when it comes to anything, Drew Locke, you got to really pull your punches on what you say in the media. Like it's going to get, it's going to get dragged through the, uh, the gutter. It's going to get over scrutinized. 
he does do the off angle thing. That's one of his things. Does he do it like Patrick Mahomes? Hell no. Wish we wish he did. If he had, then man, it would have helped <laughs> the Broncos. So <laughs> but I can go like this and throw a ball. <laughs> and like Patrick Mahomes, is the result gonna resemble Mahomes? Nay. I just want to know how soon Noah Fant fell down after catching a Drew Lock pass. Was it two or three yards? That's all I want. <laughs> I literally cannot wait for week one. September 12th cannot get here fast enough. I want to beat the snot out of Seattle. Bet. Albert says um, that Albert, Albert says that Albert will show up during the games. He was like this last year too during OTAs, meaning no one really talking about Albert Okawebudam. You know, here's the thing. I hope you're right on that. I'm still in an optimistic posture relative to Alberto because when you look at like last year, Noah Fant, catch the ball, fall down, catch the ball, fall down, catch the ball, fall down. We learned later that, hey, that's the kind of routes that they, that, that Pat Shermer was having the tight ends run. He, he literally coached them to run routes, get tackled, fall down. Okay. Alberto would catch that same pass. And instead of falling down with the tackle, Zach, he'd leap over a cat, stiff arm a dude, and pick up plus yardage. And you go, okay, cool. When I'm seeing more highlights of Alberto jumping over would-be tacklers than I am of Noah Fant like doing anything, that's cause to be optimistic. But he's just – it's just not coming out in the wash this summer. Doesn't mean it won't come out in the wash later in the fall, but it's enough to be concerned because – He's got some serious competition now. He he hasn't done enough in the league to just be you're our tight end one. You know, you got to earn that. You have to prove that. You've got to justify that. And so far he hasn't. We all deserve so much good karma for putting up with two two years of Pat Shermer. Is it two? Yeah, two years of Pat Shermer. Because coaching tight ends to fall down after three yards, coaching quarterbacks to throw incompletions yesterday was the one-year anniversary of when pat Shermer went behind the podium on the podium whatever and said we coach our quarterbacks to toss incomplete passes i i don't know how we lived through that honestly it was worse than anything i can remember in my football professional football writing career but we have lawrence rivera popping in what's up lawrence what's up guys i'm a little busy right now with a baby a hot fry from a food truck fell on her and burned her before we noticed i'm so sorry to hear that hopefully you're treating that that burn it's not too bad wow dang dude prayers that lawsuit ready that sucks um i had something similar it wasn't a food truck so it wasn't fry oil um let's see what is he hot fry yeah it wasn't fry oil but I had something similar happen um, at the at dentist office where my like six-year-old son and my wife had my six-year-old at the time and like f- two to three and a half-year-old daughter getting the checkup or whatever. And one of the helper bees at the office, you know, they had like a hot, it was like winter time. So they had hot chocolate and coffee maker, like single cup, you know, whatever you call those things. And all oh, you want some bringing it over and kind of like tripped and the, and the coffee cup, went opened up and this blazing hot coffee hit my daughter right on the chest and gave her some gnarly burns to where we thought, you know, she could be the doctor's like, yeah, 50, 50, she could be scarred for life. Fortunately she wasn't, she healed from that, but man, kids, they're little chaos. You never know what's going to happen. And that, of course that scenario I just described was through no fault of my daughter's. Right. And I'm probably the same for yours. So prayers up, dude, that sucks. Appreciate the stars, Ben. I thought Lawrence meant like hot fries, like the things you buy, like the snack, the snack food. I, I don't oh. know if he meant a hot French fry. That's definitely uh, pretty scary. Hopefully, she's healing up pretty fast, though. Yeah, hot fry. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you're right. I don't know. I'm, you're the syntax expert. I'm not as good at that. And yes, Ben, dude, thank you, buddy. It's great to see you. Appreciate you throwing down like that. Uh, let's talk a little bit more, Zach, about what we saw today talking with Luke Patterson, who was at Broncos camp. He's been there every single day. Um, You had a rookie show out today for the Denver Broncos by the name of Damari Mathis, who made a acrobatic um, eye-opening type of interception, jumping around, diving catch, picking off Brett Rippon, dude. How excited should fans be right now about Damari Mathis? I want to thank you for bringing this up, Chad, because he was – arguably the defensive standout from today's practice. It wasn't PS2 or Simmons or anybody else. It was definitely Damari Mathis. They got him in the fourth round, and at the time, he had a second or third round grade at worst, so he was already a steal. To me, 
considering the offseason he's had. And it wasn't just a, a ball that was thrown right to him. If you watch the highlight that Broncos posted on their Twitter account, Mm-hmm. He dove and made the play. He, he cut off uh, the ball from the receiver. So the instinctual ability of Damari Mathis cannot be coached, cannot be teached, taught, sorry, or learned. He just has it naturally. I think, Chad, he's already locked up the number four cornerback spot behind PS2, Darby, and K1 Williams. I think he's leapfrogged over Michael Ojemudia for that spot, and rightfully so. I mean, Michael O lost his biggest champion in – Vic Fangio and I think Michael O pardon me still has some potential to be unlocked uh, by the right coaching staff but he's starting to stray into into Isaac Yadam territory yeah Brendan Langley territory of third round picks that go bust for the Broncos Lawrence clarifies it was a hot French fry all right that that fell in the her stroller no one caught it so still no fun dude bummer bummer I hate that um so yes can't wait to see how that shapes up for the Broncos because he's pushing that depth chart, and that's what you want to see. You want to see that from your rookie picks. <clears throat> um, Greg Dulcich, you know, we've talked a lot about tight ends today, maybe too much, but Greg Dulcich also slowly kind of making his way, making a few plays here and there. You seen anything, heard anything about Nick Benito yet, Zach? Uh, not today, but the last couple practices, he has gotten pressure off the edge and impacted the uh, quarterback. It's mostly been with the second and third team, though, so take that with a grain of salt. But at least he's not getting worse. He's he's progressing as uh, he should be. And also Baron Browning, also getting second team and third team reps. He's impacting plays off the edge. I, I, I'm not going to admit I was wrong on the conversion. I still think he should play inside linebacker, but he is consistently getting pressure off the edge. And I want to be wrong, Chad, about that. I want him to blossom an outside linebacker because until he does, I'm going to still think they should have kept him at off ball. Agreed. Real quick, because I got something to say on that, but I want to give everybody an update on where things stand on the Facebook Stars Contest this month of August. Phil McLaughlin at number one, GLP at two, Jacob Foster the Silent One at three, Howie Freaking Day at number freaking four, and Andrew Lampy at number five. Appreciate that. As you guys know, we're going to take the top three on Facebook, top three on, on YouTube at the end of the month, do a drawing, name goes in a hat, and we're going to combine that with the drawings from June and July. We're going to select randomly one winner from YouTube, one from Facebook, and roll out the red carpet at the MHH meet and greet in September where, hey, if you're not in Denver, there's a good chance someone, whoever wins might be live in Denver. But if not, uh, all you got to do is get yourself there, and then we're going to pay for your hotel, come hang out with us all day at the meet and greet, and then we'll make sure you got a ticket to the game as well. So that's what hangs in the balance. But, Zach, I don't think <laughs> – I don't think questioning whether it was the right decision to move Baron Browning is like if he ends up succeeding, doesn't make you wrong for wondering if it was the right thing to do in the sure. beginning. Now, if you would have stood up on a soapbox and said, here I stand, Zach Kelberman, proclaiming now that Baron Browning moving to outside linebacker will be a failure and the Broncos will rue this decision in the final analysis. Then, yeah, then you'd be wrong if that's what happened. Spot on but- impression, by the way. I'm great at, at impressions, dude. I mean, <laughs> Academy Award, hit me up. Um, but for real, though, like, I question it, but I hope he succeeds. He's got so many of the traits and the bendy and the twitch and the yeah. off the ball and the and the Buckeyes. Uh, Ohio State moved him around so much, you know, it's kind of hard to really gauge exactly what he should be doing at the next level. I mean, he's a linebacker, so a line, what, which linebacker role? But he did so well at off ball. You're like, wait a minute. It's not like you're taking from an embarrassment of riches at off-ball linebacker and then, you know, moving a guy who you can afford maybe to lose. It's the opposite. That was the, That's my biggest concern is you're taking from strength. And maybe you shouldn't view outside linebackers as strength when Randy Gregory is still licking wounds and Nick Benito is a, is a rookie. But you added Nick Benito. you got Malik Reed still on the roster who led this team in sacks two years ago. Jonathan Cooper. You know, maybe not exactly a strength, but I feel like, Zach, there was more depth at rush linebacker than there was at off-ball. Chris Allen, too. The Chris Broncos Allen, yeah. are excited about him. I mean, they have a lot of bodies at outside linebacker, even with Randy Gregory on the sideline. Here's another question, though, because the Baron Browning topics played out. We haven't gotten a chance to talk about it. I'll be writing about it for the website. If they're so content at linebacker, inside and outside, why almost sign Anthony Barr? Bar, it came down to the Cowboys and the Broncos for Bar services, and it was yesterday, I believe, Bar joined Dallas. 
So if you're so content with jo Josie Jewell, Alex Singleton, Jonas Griffith inside, and your collection smorgasbord outside, I don't get that whole tete-a-tete. Uh, -tete. By the way, real quick, good eye, Scott. Scott caught this. I uploaded the wrong image of the top five currently this month. Here's the real one. I can't show it, but I'm going to say it. GLP right now is number one on Facebook. Jacob Foster is number two. Andrew Lampy is number three. Mark Schrader is number four. And then Lawrence Rivera is number five. That's your true top five for August uh, four days in. Um, Lawrence says, uh, much love, Broncos fam. Thank you for my babies. Get wells. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate the stars and uh, positive thoughts and prayers. Hey, dude, headed your way. And you know this. Let us know Sunday when we're back on here how she's doing. Now, this is one I've never heard before, um, Zach, that I look like Patrick Mahomes. What? That's a first, dude. I've never been told I look like Patrick Mahomes. Better get yourself that half a billion dollar contract. Yeah, dog. Yes, <laughs> yes, that would be very helpful. All right, one or two more, and then we're going to bounce. Mike Reno, what are y'all thoughts on Lloyd Cushenberry's performance so far? Seems like Wilson really likes his work. Yeah, that was made clear right away that Wilson was like kind of um, anointing who his center was going to be before the Broncos ever even hit OTAs by inviting Lloyd Cushenberry out to the throwing sessions and working with him. And then once they did get to the building, Zach, you know, talking him up and praising him. And then since then, you know, he's actually, it looks like the influence of Wilson has really helped Lloyd Cushenberry to take another step because you know, you wondered, hey, how's he going to fit in the in the wide zone and the zone blocking scheme? And he's getting off the ball with alacrity. He's using uh, he's showing more strength, according to Luke Patterson, than we've seen from Lloyd Cushenberry uh, heretofore. So, so far, so good, dude. I'm really encouraged. You want it to work out for Lloyd. He's a third round pick of this team and he's got a football brain that, you know, his football IQ is off the charts, won a championship with LSU. Like he's a championship caliber guy, but the previous coaching staff and or collection of talent around him, mainly quarterback, um, just wasn't giving him the best opportunity to thrive. And now he's getting it. So, so far, so good. So many people jumped ship on Cush, and I don't know why. On this podcast, we never did. We said he's probably the best fit for the Broncos scheme this year, and sure enough, he's running away with the center competition. But the thing is, he has no competition at center. Glasgow's done nothing to me in training camp. Um, Wattenberg's done nothing to me in training camp. So it's Cushenberry's job to lose. And like we said all along, he has to fall hard on his face to lose that job. It, I think, though, speculating here, it impressed Russ when he held that impromptu passing session, the first one after he got traded. And who was there? It wasn't just receivers and running backs. It was Cushenberry showing up. And, and for a football gamer, a lifer like Russell Wilson, that probably impressed him. That made an impression on him. And again, speculating, I have to believe that inside the building, uh, Russell Wilson is one of Cushenberry's bigger supporters. RJ says, what's the real story on Cortland Sutton this camp? The other guys have been saying daily what? that he's done nothing, but you guys say he's what? balling. Who says he's done nothing? Scott, is that is that a uh, message of Broncos for breakfast? He's, he goes like this. <laughs> he's pleading the fifth. Uh, no, crazy. I mean, yeah. I can think of off the top of my head now, eight days in, I mean, I'm not charting the plays or anything, but, like, I can think of half a dozen big plays, including today. I mean, the way practice right. finished today. Zach, you brought it up at the top of the show. But for those who weren't with us right away, Cortland Sutton uh, – well, first of all, let me set the stage. Broncos are operating two-minute drill toward the end of practice, full pads, 100%. All right, so this was like a real training camp practice. And their last thing of practice in team period, they're working on two-minute drill. All right, Russell Wilson gets to the line. Audibles, calls his own play, signals, this and that. Sutton beats Darby down the left sideline. Wilson puts up a, a beautiful deep ball, and Sutton goes up, climbs the ladder, catches that sucker over Darby, touchdown, Broncos win in that game simulation situation. And that was just today. And, you know, it was more of a focus, Zach, I think, on Russell Wilson for making the audible and then, of course, the beautiful throw. But, guys, that was – who else makes that play? It was a great throw, but going up and over an accomplished corner like Darby and securing that sucker coming down, that's a Cortland Sutton thing. 
And I'm telling you, when we talk about a quarterback being a, a tide that raises all ships, okay, yeah, that's going to apply to Russ helping to elevate Sutton. You're going to see that come out on the wash. But remember what I said earlier about his Pro Bowl year in 2019? He did all that with three quarterbacks. Turned out he's a tide of his own. He's a tide in his own right. He elevated those guys. All right, so now imagine what what they can do together. And so I don't know where that's coming from exactly, RJ, for what it's worth, but I've seen nothing up to this point from Cortland Sutton that would lead me to believe anything other than it's going to be a good year. Can we pull up the play? Because the Broncos yeah. even posted it, and he just posterizes Ronald Darby. I mean, he, we remember before he got injured, we called him Sutton Balls. You know, they weren't 50-50. They were like 80-20. Well, pre-injury Sutton is back, baby. You're talking about a top-10 receiver. The other one that stands out was, I believe it was Monday's practice, where PS2 got a big pass breakup on him, and then he comes back in the second half of the practice and uh, gets a nice, I think it was a touchdown grab, or it might have been a a first down grab on uh, Patrick Sertan. So Cortland Sutton has balled out. Check this out, guys. Ooh. One more time. And he helps him back up, too. Yeah, that's I his mean, dog. You know, they're, they're teammates. The guy's been terrific, I think, in running away with the wide receiver one title. That was something else we debated on this podcast for months after the Wilson trade. Which Broncos receiver is going to be wide receiver one? Even with Patrick Healthy and K.J. Hamler back in the mix, Jerry Judy, it was always Cortland Sutton. So he's had a tremendous camp. And anyone who's telling you otherwise, you might want to check if they have eyes, working eyes. Um, with first, what WTH first, no fear. He wanted us to read his first comment. I'm not sure which one is your first, dude. I don't have enough time in the day to scroll up and find your first. Um, but appreciate you. Seriously, appreciate that. If uh, let him hate, I see some make. Yeah, dude, let him hate. Let him hate, baby. Let him hate. But Zach, let's dip on out of here. We're buttoning up against the one hour mark. It's been a great conversation. Loved chatting with y'all. But uh, we'll dip on out. Yeah, MJD just made the list up there with uh, Adam Rank and uh, what was Nate Davis who predicted 8-9. Who cares what they think, guys? They'll all be proven wrong at the end of the year. But that was the Mile High Huddle podcast. We're off until Sunday night. But until that time, follow us on Twitter at HuddleUpPod. You can follow the main account on Twitter at Mile High Huddle. Chad on Twitter at Chad and Jensen, myself at Kelberman NFL, and Scott at Scout Kennedy. If you guys want some swag like we're wearing right now, huddleuppod.com, new merchandise, new website, check that out, and facebook.com slash milehighhuddlepod, like that page, follow that page. And if you haven't, go to Apple Podcasts and leave your football priest a five. Five-star review for a chance to win some merch each and every month. But if you can't do those things, as you see ticking below you, please subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It really, really, really helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like y'all. Amen. Really love you. Appreciate each and every one of you. That is no lie. Shout out to these great Super Chat superstars tonight. Tyler Randall, 100 Beat X, The Duchess. Eric Sambam, and then on Facebook, Lawrence Rivera, Phil McLaughlin, GLP, Ben Wallman, Mike Reno, Miguel, Colby. Love you. Appreciate you. Uh, we'll be back, as Zach said, we'll be back Sunday evening. But if you just can't bear it and you need to hear uh, some football takes from us, catch us tomorrow, 2 p.m., Mile High Sports Radio, 98.1 FM. And you go, oh, I don't live in Denver. No problem. Go to my Twitter account. Go to Zach's Twitter account. You will find the link to listen live and uh, join us in that conversation. All right. We want to hear from you when you're in there. Text the text line. You know, we can do a facsimile of these chats in real time if you use the text line and all that stuff or call in even. We can take some calls, Zach. Uh, but join us there, guys, and uh, it'll be a guess. Yeah, tomorrow morning, Legends of Mile High, and tomorrow evening, Dove Valley Deep Divers. Guys, have a great weekend. Stay safe. Uh, take care, and as always, go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. 
Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.